The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 23, Having Difficult Conversations and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to the Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. Once again, I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'm here with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, my friend, how are you doing this week? Hey, Stephen, I, I am great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing doing fantastic and um, just loving the sunshine. We had the time change here recently, so we're adjusting a little bit to that as well. But uh, my guess is it's sunnier here in Phoenix than it is in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, you're probably right, uh, although we have had two days in a row, two days in a row of sunshine. Wow. And I believe tomorrow is supposed to be sunny, uh, but then the... 12 of the next 14 days, it's supposed to rain. Well, that's good old Southern weather right there. That's according to the weatherman. But as we say in Georgia, if you don't like the weather right now, just wait a half hour. It'll be something different. We say that in Arizona too. It's if you don't like the sun, you need to go to Atlanta. That's what we say. <laughs> hey, today we're going to have difficult conversations. How about that? You want to have a difficult oh, conversation? You and me. You and me. How that's, about that? that sounds kind of scary, but uh, I don't know. If that's, that sounds painful, but... It sounds like uh, maybe the way you're going to unpack this and we're going to talk about it, it doesn't have to be painful at all. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I think it is. Um, it is something, though, I think we as leaders, we tend to avoid far too often. It's just the difficult conversations. Um, and yeah, they're difficult. Uh, but I think sometimes we fail to recognize their negative impact if we don't have them. Uh, but as we dive into this and we talk about kind of how to have uh, and when to have a difficult conversation. The first thing I want to do is I want to kind of differentiate and make sure that our audience knows exactly what we're talking about. And I want to start by saying or telling our audience what we're not talking about. And that is we're not talking about conflict resolution in this podcast. We're going to, in fact, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, but this week we're going to talk about just those, those difficult conversations that we tend to avoid. Oftentimes these conversations are around minor behavior issues within the, you know, the team or within the office. But this is not a conflict resolution podcast, right? This is not about where you have two individuals that are angry at one another and there's, you know, high uh, emotions or raging, that kind of thing. And you got to, as the leader, play the mediator. That's not the situation we're talking about. We'll talk about that next week. We're just talking about, as a leader, you see some of these minor behavior issues within the team, and you need to go and have a conversation with someone, a difficult conversation with someone about that particular behavior. So that's what we're talking about today. How's that sound? Sounds great. And you know, when, when we have this topic of difficult conversations, I think we call it that because most people relate those types of conversations as difficult, but the reality is, is they don't have to be difficult at all. It's, it's how you approach them, and it's all about the relationship you have with your team as well. And it can make those conversations go a lot smoother. But uh, difficult conversations it is, but we're going to talk about how to make these conversations a natural part of life and work and make them not so difficult at all. I'm ready to go. Let's dig in. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And, and, you know, a lot of times I'll call it difficult conversations just because as a leader, 
that's one of the reasons that we tend to avoid these conversations is because we we feel like, you know, they're, they're difficult on us as a leader to go. And, and sometimes maybe we feel a little bit petty or even a little bit guilty of, you know, we're just kind of nitpicking at someone or, or something like that. And that, but that's not necessarily the case. And as you said, oftentimes they're only difficult the first one, maybe two times we do it. Uh, it, but then our team members, expect, especially because we're going to do this very respectfully and, and all that, um, then our team members become accustomed to us, you know, kind of holding each other to a higher standard and, and that type of thing. There's trust that gets built, relationships get built and so forth. And then over time, these are, are just conversations, just plain conversations. Uh, they become less and less these difficult conversations, if you will. So let's talk about the first thing I think that is uh, timely to talk about would be the timing of your difficult conversation. And so I'm just going to throw out a, uh, an example uh, because I, I think this is an example that probably plays out in every team and every office, that type of thing. But um, when you have meetings and you have meetings with a number of uh, different people in those meetings, you know, you got three, four, five people in the meeting, um, especially if these are meetings that last, say, an hour or whatever, Oftentimes, you'll have that one individual that will do one of two things. He'll kind of disrupt the meeting, you know, just kind of right in the middle of, the, of a conversation, interrupt and, and interject, that kind of thing. And, and he may be, you know, kind of cutting people off. Some of the introverts within the group or something, they may not feel like they can talk because this person's talking all the time. Or that person may get the team off topic, right? So they just kind of come in the middle here and they interject something and, and they kind of want to run off on a different tangent of talking about something else. Right. And so that's a behavior. It's a pretty small behavior within a, a team meeting that as a leader, you need to address that. So first of all, we, we need to talk about the timing of that. Okay. So you've got a situation where you have a team member who's disrupting your meetings, getting them off topic or whatever. You want to talk to that team member as soon as possible after that behavior. Okay, you don't want to be in a situation as a leader where you sit down with them and you say, you remember last month when we were talking about budgets and you just jumped in and you said something about, right, you don't want to be talking about last month or even last week. You know, one of the temptations for me in, in a situation like this, I have weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings and it's tempting for me sometimes to wait until that next one-on-one -on -one meeting but if it's more than tomorrow, then I'm not going to wait, right? You got to do it timely. You got to do it quickly. You got to do it soon after the behavior. You can't wait days and then go back to that person and talk about, well, last week in our meeting, you said this, right? So you, it's got to be timely. You got to um, do this as quickly as possible. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, you're right. It, it, it cannot be uh, even a couple of days, it's got to be almost immediately. So in your, in your scenario, in your situation, a, a person is disrupting the meeting. It doesn't have to be a big disruption. It doesn't have to be chaos, but what it is, is it, it takes the group or the meeting off course and it gets, gets you out of your focused area that, that you were intending to be in that meeting. So immediately after their meeting, ideally, ideally, if the opportunity presents itself and, You'll talk about how to do this privately and things like that, but you want to pull that person aside and have that immediate conversation with them. It doesn't have to be uh, have a lot of friction to it. It doesn't have to be uh, even a negative conversation. It's more of a 
of a, making them aware, making them aware of the impact of their behavior and give them that opportunity to correct it. In many cases, most times when things like that happen, it'll correct itself and you won't have that problem continue. It's only in those rare circumstances that a person uh, doesn't get it, doesn't uh, maybe hear what you're saying, doesn't understand what you're saying, chooses to ignore what you're saying. That's when the conversation subsequently can become much more difficult. But what you're talking about, it sounds like, is that you deal with it very quickly, immediately, and you nip it in the bud. And in many cases, it doesn't repeat itself. So I think that's a perfect way to deal with uh, a, a situation where someone may be disrupting a meeting or, or taking the meeting off course. Yeah. And, and I think it shows a, a few different things. One, uh, again, you don't have, you're not, you don't find yourself in one of those situations where the guy can't remember disrupting the meeting, right? I mean, it was 20 minutes ago, so he can remember, you know, disrupting the, the meeting 20 minutes ago. But if, if you're talking about last week, man, he's probably been to 15, 20 meetings since then. Uh, may not even remember which meeting you're talking about, right? So uh, you don't you don't get caught up in that he he doesn't recognize the behavior uh, or she. Uh, but also it, it shows the importance of of it, right? It, again, if I've waited a week to talk to you about a behavior, how important is that to me that I talk to you about it? Right? it? It must not be all that important. But if but like you say, and I love to do that as well. If at all possible, I want to talk to that person immediately after the meeting. And now we're going to get to the next point about doing that privately. But if all possible, I'm going to do it right then. Now, maybe he's got to go off to another meeting. I got to go off to another meeting or something like that. But hopefully by the end of that day, I can have that, you know, even if it's just a let me stop by his desk and say, hey, remember this morning we were, you know, in our meeting, we were talking about this and you kind of interjected and brought up this other topic. Really need you to help us as a team stay focused on this, right? So it's that day. It's not down the road. And, and when you make that effort to make it so quick, then that team member knows this is important, right? My leader, it's important enough to my leader that he made the time to talk to me about that right away. Um, you know, even when I've got a one-on-one meeting with him two or three days from now, he still, it was important enough that he was going to have that, that conversation with me today. So when you have it on a timely manner, uh, it just goes better and it shows more importance. Now, number two here, I think we need to talk about is you've got to have this meeting privately. Now, I think a lot of leaders that are in our audience will that that just that's the obvious. Yeah, of course you got to have it privately. But here's where I see a lot of leaders really fail in this area, and that is they don't have the difficult conversation that they need to have. And over time, the behavior repeats itself. Uh, so, you know, you got this scenario where the guy is disrupting the meeting and, you know, maybe he's doing this, you know, these are weekly meetings, maybe uh, weekly team meetings and week after week after week after week, he's interrupting or get, getting you off course. And then eventually one day as the leader, you know, you just, you've had enough of it and just right there in the middle of everybody. And you may not even say it abruptly or angrily or anything like that, but in front of everybody, you've said, Hey, I really need you to stop interrupting our meetings. Well, you've just done it publicly for the for the first time. You've done it publicly. Uh, the first time you have this difficult conversation with someone, it has to be in private. And so don't let behavior just repeat itself and repeat itself to the point that it gets you as the leader frustrated 
and then you have it publicly in front of everyone else um, for the very first time. You always want the first time to be privately. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's ideal. Ideally, you want to you want to make this a one-on-one conversation. You want to provide feedback on the behavior, uh, give an example, and then talk about correcting the behavior. And likely that'll be a very brief, a very quick, a very uh, non-consequential conversation. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And what I see a lot of leaders do that don't do this very well, for example, is to your earlier point, they'll wait too long. They'll, they'll sit back, they'll let it fester. They'll let it fester. They'll get anxious. They'll get worried. They'll worry themselves to death. They'll delay the conversation. And the only person that's feeling the impact of this is the leader. The, the person who, who had the behavior concern or did something that you want to provide them feedback on, they're going, they're going along their life very merrily, not knowing that anything is wrong. So I see a lot of leaders uh, just work themselves up into this fever pitch for no, no good reason. And that's why just having this conversation very quickly, uh, as soon as it's possible in a private setting, you get it done, you get it out of the way, even if it's not a perfect conversation. You know, a lot of, a lot of first-time leaders, a lot of new leaders, this is something that, that they worry a lot about. I used to worry a lot about this, being a, a young leader. It's like, how am I going to be perceived? And what are they going to think about me? And are they going to think I'm too nitpicky? And, and this is, these are normal things that new leaders think about. And the best way to deal with those emotions and to deal with those anxieties is to have the conversation to do it very quickly, focus on the facts, focus on the behavior, focus on what, what the expectation is uh, to be different. And a lot of times, I know as, a, as a, a young, maybe not in the leader situation, but on the receiving end of something where I had a behavior that wasn't uh, in line with what my leader expected, uh, and I would have this conversation towards me, uh, in, in some ways, I, you can sense leaders that have a hard time giving this message because they beat around the bush, they hem and haw, they're, they're not clear about what they're saying. And you know, you know, it's not easy for them. And you begin to feel bad for your leader, right? I know I've felt this before. And it's I'm like, I'm, I'm the one that, that did something behaviorally that, that, that's requiring this conversation that I'm getting ready to have and be on the receiving end of. But my gosh, I feel so bad for this person who's getting ready to have this conversation with me because they clearly aren't ready to have it. So it, it's kind of weird, these dynamics that, that you can go through, both on the leader side, on the receiving side. And the best way to deal with that, in my opinion, is to just rip this Band-Aid off. Don't try to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But have the conversations. Say what needs to be said. Be very respectful about it. Don't make it personal. And you can choose that message and the person you're talking with that, that did this thing in the meeting, for example, they're going to respond how they respond. And that's something that you can't overly worry about how they're going to respond. But that's, those are some of the dynamics that I see with people that have these conversations and some of the, some of the ways to think about maybe getting through it uh, better, faster, just, just have that conversation, rip it off and, and move on with life. Yeah, you know, so, such good points there, Stephen. And, and uh, you know, to go back to point number one about doing it, you know, in a timely manner, doing it quickly, um, 
that benefits you as the leader because to the point you were making, um, if you wait days or weeks or, or even months to have that conversation when you know you need to have it, then all you're doing is worrying about it. And you're going to just, to your point, it's, it's going to make it even more difficult for you to have that conversation because now you've got time behind you where you've, you've worried about it. You've contemplated all the possible responses and reactions. And, and of course, your mind is always thought, thinking about what are the worst case scenarios? You're not going to be thinking about, oh, how good this could possibly go. You're going to spend that night after night after night thinking about just how bad this conversation could go. And now think about it. You've, you, you've lied in bed at night, worried about how bad it could go. And now here you find yourself sitting across the table from that person. And yeah, you're not in the best of place to go and have a good conversation with that person. You're just worried sick over it. Whereas if you just do it quickly, rip the Band-Aid off, if you just do it quickly, then you don't have all that, that time behind you where you've worried about it, right? So, uh, so that's a very, very good point. And then as you're doing it quickly, doing it in a timely manner and doing it privately, uh, one of the points that I want to make about doing it privately to make sure that it does go as smoothly as it can is make sure that you're talking about the behavior and not the person. Right. This is not about the person. It's not it's not about that person is a bad person or or whatever, or, or they are always doing something wrong or whatever. It's just about the behavior. Right. And so, hey, I just wanted to point out earlier today in our in our meeting, uh, you kind of got us off topic with this with this other thing. That's an important thing. But I need you to recognize the importance of, in these meetings of us staying on task. Right. Staying on topic. And if we need to have another meeting for for your topic, then we'll do that. But it's about the behavior, right? It's about staying on topic and and things like that. You got to be clear because a lot of times people, they don't even recognize that's what they're doing. More times than none, than not, they they don't even recognize that they're getting the team off topic, right? That's just a topic they need to want to talk about. They got the right people in the room. Let's talk about it. But they don't recognize the impact of that. So, uh, you know, just make it about the behavior and not about the person. But then lastly, you got to be clear, and, and you you alluded to this earlier, Stephen, around, uh, especially when you've worried about this over and over and over again, and, and you just kind of beat around the bush and you hem-haw and, and that kind of thing. You've got to be clear. Uh, one, of the, one of my favorite leaders uh, that's out there is Dave Ramsey, and he and his organization, they have this saying about clarity that I, I love it. And, and their saying is, to be unclear is to be unkind, right? So if you're not clear, then you're being unkind to that person in some way. And so don't be afraid to be clear uh, with the behavior, right? You're, you're addressing a behavior, not, a, not the person. So don't be afraid to be clear that, hey, look, we can't disrupt meetings or we can't get the meetings off topic, uh, that type of thing, right? So you, you want to be clear uh, with the behavior that needs to change. And, and you're going to do that by making sure you talk about the impact of the bad behavior, if you will, and and make sure that you're really, really clear on what is the good behavior, what is the expected behavior that you need that's the opposite of what you're what you're getting as well. So you gotta be clear. What's your thoughts there? I, I love that saying from Dave Ramsey. To be unclear is to be unkind. And when you just take a step back and you think about what that means, it, it's so true. It's we're not doing anyone any service by not giving them appropriate feedback. And to your point, Michael, it's Many people, many times, don't even realize that they're, 
you know, having this behavior, they're doing this thing, whatever that thing is, they, they're totally unaware. It's happened to me. It happens to me still. And, you know, I, I'm doing things and, and people come up and say, Hey, you said this and, and that, and you meant, and I'm like, I don't even, I don't even remember that. It, it's so, there are so many things that happen during, during a conversation, during a day that you can get off a little bit, get, get off topic a little bit. You can, you can, you know, be off your game and, and, you just may not be fully aware of everything happening every minute of, of the day. And to, and to be able to be open to feedback and to this, uh, you know, unclear is unkind, to be able to accept and receive clarity from people and to, and to keep an open mind is so important. So, you know, just thinking about that and think about, well, how do we do this? How do we provide feedback? What techniques can we use to to our advantage to make sure that we can walk through this in a in a, in a clear way for this clarity and uh, maybe a way that, that gives leaders a, a, a sense of, of confidence when they do this. One of the things I do, for example, is if, if someone does something, to your example, in a meeting that maybe isn't something that we would like to see, or on the other side, if they're doing a behavior in a meeting that is a great behavior in a meeting, I tend to start those conversations the same way, both a positive or potentially a negative behavior. I'll start those conversations this way. Hey, Bob, do you have a minute? Can I give you some feedback? And I'll pause. And Bob will look at me and say one of two things. He'll say, sure, sure, you can give me some feedback or just say yes. Yeah, no problem. Or Bob could say no. Now, I've been doing this many years. I've never, ever had someone say no, but I guess that's truly possible that they could say no. And if they do say no to uh, getting feedback from you, then you pause and you say, great, why don't we pick a time and later today, let's get together. I'll swing by at 3.30 and we'll talk then. Cool. That's if they were to say no. Uh, usually they'll say yes. If they say yes, so I'll say, hey, Bob, can I give you some feedback? Sure. Hey, hey, Bob, when you, when you clarify uh, the, so if this is a positive, I'll start with a positive. So if we're in a meeting and they do a good job summarizing the actions for the meeting, so there's no confusion as to what the outcomes expected are. I'll say, hey, Bob, can I give you some feedback? He'll say, sure. I'll say, Bob, when you summarize the actions like that, it really helps the team understand the expectations. I just want to thank you for doing that. It really means a lot to me. Positive example. So let me give you a neg negative example, Michael, of this as well. So you have a guy in a meeting, let's call him Bob again, right? We'll just use the same guy. So Bob disrupts your meeting and you, you go through this, and, and the, so the meeting ends. So you pull Bob aside and say, hey, Bob, can I give you some feedback? Bob says, sure, you can give me some feedback. Uh, well, if he says no, we know what we're going to do. We're going to you know, schedule a time, but Bob probably won't say no. So, Bob, can I give you some feedback? Sure. Hey, Bob, when you disrupt the meeting, it really causes the team to lose focus, right? Now, Bob could look at that and say, Oh my, uh, I wasn't expecting that. But you know what? Because you asked Bob if you could give him some feedback, what it did is it caused Bob to consciously say yes, put him in a frame of mind to prepare to accept the feedback. Now the feedback was given. 
Now, Bob can respond to that feedback and however Bob responds to it. But it, it's not a negative. It doesn't have to be a negative, uh, mean, hurtful conversation. It's simply an opportunity to provide feedback. So the way I look at it, if you do that consistently, both when there's positive to, to be had or there's opportunities to get better as a, as a participant in the meeting or as a leader to provide that feedback, I think it has a consistent approach and your team gets very used to what? Just getting feedback and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. So what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally lo- like that. And, and um, I, I use that as well that, you know, hey, can I give you some feedback? Uh, because to your point, I mean, it, it kind of lowers their defenses and, you know, maybe this feels a little, uh, you know, underhanded or whatever, but I don't, I don't see it that way, but it, it kind of, it, it kind of prepares them for, well, yeah, I ask for whatever I'm about to receive. Um, <laughs> if you will, it takes me back to my Marine Corps days where, uh, when, uh, we had a saying in the, in the Marine Corps, embrace the suck, right? And it just, you know, at times things get bad, but then we always had to rely on, well, this is what I ask for, right? And in fact, we, as we ran, we had, uh, you know, a chance around, you know, this is what I ask for, um, you know, so when you ask some, say, say that to someone, Hey, can I give you some feedback to some degree, whatever you say, well, they've asked for it. Right? They said, yeah. And to your point, I've never had anyone say no. Um, just because if they say no, then, uh, it reflects on them that they don't want feedback. Now to your point, they may, Hey, I just don't have time right now. Okay, fine. Let's, let's set aside some time that we can, uh, have this conversation. Um, so one of those is going to happen. They're going to say yes, or they're going to say, I really don't have time right now. So we need to set up some time, but they're going to say yes to the feedback that you want to give them. And to your point, if you've done it both in a, in a, you know, to give positive feedback, as well as to give negative feedback, then there's relationship that gets built and so forth. And and this doesn't, uh, you know, over time, this, this isn't uh, something that is uh, negative or, or, or even difficult over time again. And that's because, uh, you know, you've built a relationship, you built the trust. And then when you have that conversation, again, you're, you're talking about the behavior. You're not talking about the person, right? When, when someone disrupts the meeting, it gets us off track and it wastes a bunch of time uh, and that type of thing, right? One of the things that you want to be sure to do as it relates to being clear is, as I was saying earlier, be sure that you talk about the impact of the behavior, right? So this is, it. we talk about, it's important to communicate why. Anytime you're in the middle of communication, you want to talk about why. What's, why is this important? Uh, and that's important in this conversation as well is you want to make sure that everybody understands, look, there's 10 of us in this meeting. And if you get us off course for 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes times 10 people, right? So you can have that kind of impact or you can have the impact of, you know, well, when you get us off track, now we got to spend time to get us back on track. Somebody might've had a good, you know, uh, a, a good comment to make, or, or maybe it's one of those situations where, well, you know, so-and-so uh, is an introvert and, and they don't share their, their opinions very often, but right in the middle of them sharing their opinion, you distracted them. And I don't, we may not, we, we may not get that, that information out of that person again. So, you know, you just want to be talking about why is it important, uh, the impact of, of that type of behavior and what good behavior you want. So what good behavior do you want? Well, uh, I don't want you to interrupt 
my meeting with uh, uh, another topic. So here's what you do. You wait till the end of the meeting and you say, hey, we need to also talk about this part of the strategy. So I'll set up another meeting for that. Right. So you just want to talk about what is the appropriate behavior as well. And that therefore you're being clear. If you talk about why and you just talk about the behavior, not the person, and you talk about what you expect, now you can ensure that you're being clear. Yeah, you're right. It's it's so key. It's it's easy to tell somebody what they did wrong or what they did right. It's a, a leader who can take the right or the wrong and put a a why behind it. It's the impact behind it. People do things that are positive. Why is it positive? What impact does it have to the team? Why is this good for the organization? Uh, if they do something that is perceived to be negative, why is it negative? Because ultimately, you want people to to correct the the poor behavior and reinforce the positive behavior, do more of that. And the only way to get to that is to your point is to make sure that there's an impact discussion in there and there's a why. And uh, it's not about, you know, getting into a 20 minute sidebar as to all that. It's, can I give you some feedback? Sure. You did this. It was a great thing. It had a positive impact on the team. That's going to enable us to do these things going forward more consistently wow, the person is leaving that two-minute conversation going, wow, it, it's, it's just like anything in life. When you get praise on something that went well, you want to do more of that. You want to you demonstrate that more to your peers and to your leadership. And, and, when you, and if, if it's something's negative, you want to be made aware of that. Now, you may feel like, oh, man, I, that kind of hurt, but wouldn't you rather know that? Wouldn't you rather have clarity to this thing that we talked about of clarity? To be unclear is to be unkind. Clarity as to, okay, I didn't see it that way, but I now recognize that that's a potential issue. I will make sure to focus on that going forward. It doesn't mean you're a lesser person. It doesn't mean you're not a very important part of the team. It just means that it's all about getting better. How do you get better each and every day? And if you're a leader out there who is not willing or able to give the feedback, articulate the why and the impact, that's going to hold you back as an, an effective leader. So uh, Michael and I want to help you out with that. And th these are very uh, easy things to do once you recognize uh, a structure in which to do it. And so uh, some really good stuff, Michael. Um, what do we have left to, to kind of unpack with this topic? So I, I think we just have, you know, a, a final call to action, if you will. And that is, uh, you know, as a leader, especially stop avoiding what you consider to be difficult conversations, do them in a timely manner, do them privately, and just make sure that you're clear, right? Do not be unkind to your, uh, to your team members. Make sure that you're clear on uh, the behavior, uh, its impact, and then what is the, the behavior that you expect, right? What's the expectation? Just be clear on those things. And as we talked about earlier, don't lie awake at night wondering or worrying about this night after night after night. Do it in a timely manner, and you'll be much better at doing it when you do so. That's awesome. So good. Great discussion. Uh, I think it'll uh, resonate with folks out there. So good stuff. You ready to move to behind the scenes?
Yeah, let's jump behind the scenes here okay. uh, and what we're doing in our businesses. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So before we get into what we're doing with our businesses, I'm going to give everybody a little more immediate behind the scenes of our... So you may... If you're not an audio snob like Michael or I, you probably didn't pick up on it, although you may have sensed towards the end of our our um, uh, discussion on difficult conversations, you may have seen like, ooh, something kind of felt a little different there. felt like the sound changed a little bit or, or maybe there is a, a kind of a, a quick jump or a, a editing little snafu that didn't seem seamless. And I don't know, cause I haven't went back and edited this episode yet, but I could tell you what we were doing. I, we were, we were hitting our stride. So Michael and I, we were in our stride. We were, we were getting ready to say things so profound that it was, it was coming. And then yeah, I, I thought, I know what happened, Michael. My foot hit, I was readjust, I was adjusting my chair. My foot hit the, uh, the little tray under my desk and it made the power strip button go off. And the power strip uh, turned off. And when it did so, my dock or my laptop shut down, which cut our meeting off, uh, reverted everything to the battery on the laptop um, and totally dropped our conversation on our recording midstream. So for the next five minutes or so, Michael, well, Michael was kind of do, I was the one scrambling around freaking out a little bit in the background, but I think we got it, we got it back going. We had to go from go to meeting over to zoom. There were some connection issues. I never stopped recording on the roadcaster. So, um, it's just, it's just, yeah, we'll see how it all turns out in the editing. But um, there was, it was a bit of a bit of a snafu here behind the scenes. I have complete confidence in your post-production skills. Ooh, um, okay. But, you know, uh, maybe as a behind the scenes for our audience, maybe that's what we ought to show them. Because, you know, at times, behind the scenes, it just gets really, really messy. It does. Behind the scenes. I mean, uh, you know, we were on... Uh, the call there, and we were in our stride, as you said, and then suddenly you just went away. Boom. And boom, you were just gone, went blank on me. Uh, I couldn't hear anything from you. Then, a, you know, a few seconds or so later, you you came back. But then it the sound was all garbled, and and that probably didn't make it on your recording because you said the audio on your side yeah. was clear. Yep. But on my side, it was horrendous. Uh, but so we had to punt and go, yep. go to plan B. Uh, and then at that point, we had to kind of, look at each other and think, well, now where were we? That's right. Because we were right in the middle of conversation there and, and we had to kind of pick that back up, but it is what it is. Uh, we're going to move on. Right? Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. We'll edit it up. And if um, there's something that doesn't sound quite seamless there, then if you listen this far into the episode, you'll know why. Yes, exactly. So what's going on in, uh, in, in your world of credible leaders? Well, let's talk about a little bit about what I've been doing. I mean, I, I somewhat hate to go back uh, and talk about the community that I'm building out with uh, with the audience here. I know they've heard me talk about the community several weeks in a row here, but um, but really, uh, this week for me, a, a big part of the week was around uh, building more definition around the community. Uh, I think I've shared on here that uh, through Mighty Networks, I'm taking this course that's uh, you know kind of walking me through all the best patterns and practices around building a good, healthy community. And this week, uh, one of the lessons that, uh, that I went through in that, uh, in that course was around building a weekly schedule, uh, building a schedule such that uh, at, at given times during the week, the community members can expect 
similar types of content. Now it could be once a week, it could be once a day, uh, you know, however you want to define that, you want to create a routine and some habits, if you will, for the, uh, for the community members so that they know what to expect. And so, you know, I went about the, 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 the brainstorming and thinking through and, and all, how do I want to put together each week? And I came up with three, uh, three core pieces of content that I want to make sure that I publish each and every week. And I'm going to be doing these on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, on Monday of each week, I'm going to be publishing uh, what I'm going to call a member profile or member highlights. All right. So uh, I've been having, I'm going to have interviews, but also some, uh, an article, uh, just kind of introducing one of the, the, the community members to all the other community members. Uh, as I'm recording this, as we're recording this, and as we're going to publish this uh, on uh, Monday, the um, uh, Monday, the 9th, March 9th, then on that same day, March 9th, I'll publish the very first member highlight. It'll be for uh, Teresa Dowell. Uh, it'll be a video and it'll be a, an, an article as well. Uh, so I really enjoyed having that conversation with her. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to highlighting her and her, uh, uh, you know, her engagement in the community as well. So that'll be every Monday. We'll do one of those. On Wednesday, we're going to have what I'm calling a community gathering. And so that's going to be a live Zoom call uh, where any member of the community that wants can jump on a live Zoom call. And we're going to talk about a theme. Uh, the, the theme for the month of March is the leadership mindset. And so this coming Wednesday, we're going to jump on a Zoom call. And we're going to talk about imposter syndrome uh, as a part of the leadership mindset. So that'll be every Wednesday. We'll have this community gathering where we get together on a live call and we talk about a leadership topic. And then finally on Friday, uh, I'm going to highlight a particular feature of the community. Uh, so I will uh, put together uh, an article that highlights and, and it'll, maybe it'll include some videos and things like that, but it will highlight a particular feature of the community just so that I know that each of the community members has an opportunity to really understand what are all the good and unique features about the community? How do I message someone? How do I invite someone to the community? You know, how do I find the content that I might be looking for? How do I use the topics and how do I use the events? And so uh, every Friday I'll be highlighting one of the features of the, uh, of the community as well. So that'll be the three main pieces of content each week. It'll be a member highlight. It'll be a, a community gathering, and then it'll be a community feature highlight as well. So uh, put that together this week and, get, and getting it kicked off this coming week. Now, I, you know what I really love about that is, is it's predictable. It's, it's intentional. It's predictable. So if I'm in your community, I, I know every Wednesday, you know, you're calling it community. What did you call it? Community, community gathering. gathering. So I think of it as kind of like an office hours, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of the same effect where you show up at, um, you know, seven o'clock or whatever the time is going to be. And it's we're going to talk for an hour and you're going to have it themed based on that. So if I'm in that community and oh, by the way, I'm in that community. Oh, so you are in that community. You know, I reckon, I recommend if you're listening to this, if you're out there, you need to you need to get into this community. Uh, at some point, Michael's you know gonna say, "Okay, I'm gonna start shutting these doors." I don't know when that's gonna happen, but uh, it won't be right now. But it could happen someday. 
So it's something it's, to think it's about. Mine. How, mine, how many yeah. members are you up to now? Last I recall, you were in the like twenties, like 30, thirty-five or so. That's so great, boy. It's really, real it's really growing. That, that's awesome. So I like the fact that um, it, it's this once a week gathering, uh, Zoom call. You don't have to wonder, oh, what time is it this week? It's going to be the same time on a Wednesday. I love it. Uh, so I think that's good stuff. I'm, I'm uh, encouraged to see how this is going for you. It's, um, it, it's picking up a lot quicker than I might have thought, just not really knowing how these, you know, how these things can go, right? Because it, it can be crickets and then you can get a rush and and it's good to it's good to see that you're getting really good traction, and I think it's just great. So if you're not in this community, you want to be one of these founding members of this community, and it's absolutely free for now. It is yes, and if you want to be a founding member, you better get in quickly because it it is growing, and um, I encourage you to get in there and especially um, listen to this uh, member highlight that I did with uh, Teresa Dow. Um, she does a great job, I think, of explaining why the community is important to her and, and, and things like that. And I think you'll really benefit from that. Yeah, so she, definitely she, jump in. She's doing amazing. You know, I don't know she's, Teresa, but. Um, she is my, yeah, she's phenomenal. She's brought, brought in probably. How many people? More people. 15? 15 or more. Yeah, yeah. So, Teresa, if you're listening to this, and I know sometimes you can listen to this show, I tell you, I, I mentioned your name. Michael gets the biggest smile on his face. Of, of uh, just the way you've connected into his community and, and have brought people in is just phenomenal. So uh, Teresa is an example of uh, what you always hope a good community looks like. So absolutely phenomenal. So let me give you, so on my side, let me, I'm just, I, I need a look, this is, I'm, I have a little vanity in me here. So I got to pull up my email list. So Let's, oh, oh my God, I, I, I haven't, I haven't grown it that much. It hasn't, I haven't done anything too intentional around it, but I'm up to one, I'm up to 152. Boom. 152. You broke the 150 mark. I don't know where it was last time we brought this up. So I think I was in the 140s, maybe, but oh, um, at 152. So, oh boy, let me look. I have a hundred. Let me look. Oh boy, you're going to cause me to have to go in turbo mode again. I'm going to have to. You got me. I'm at I'm at 97. Okay. All right. So I'm at 152. Let me see. I've had. Uh, let me see. Since the 26th of February. No, let me see. I haven't had that many lately. I've had one here, one there. I had five on the 27th. But um, it, it's growing slowly but surely, and uh, you know. I was at 16 not too long ago. Uh, I, I do remember that, that conversation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's, uh, uh, I'm just lucky to have anyone on my list and I appreciate anyone who's listening, who's on my list. And those are primarily coming from that MRO yeah. video series. probably. Right? Most of them are, most of them That's are coming. Phenomenal video series. So I, I'm certain that those that are coming in because of that, are getting incredible value from that. Well, oh, thanks. No doubt you've got some some long-standing, uh, you know, email subscribers there based on the, the value they've gotten from it. Yeah, thanks. And I, I just put out a new, this managing up thing I've been uh, kind of working through. I put out a new, I think it was about an 1,800-word article on LinkedIn, and I put a blog post out, uh, put it in my website, and um, I have, again, the framework of a little course around it that I'm kind of building up. Um, haven't done a whole lot on that in the last week or so, but these are all things I'm thinking of and kind of working through. Been a little under the weather this week, a little bronchitis. Uh, 
just uh, you know, trying to get back on the get back on the mend here. And uh, you know, all in all, things are just moving along slowly but surely. Good, yeah, man. I, well, I I hope in the next, in the coming weeks that we can jump on here and and I can gloat about my email subscriber list. Uh, but yeah, there you, you know, go, phenomenal job there about uh, about uh, about growing that. And I know that's important to your business, as anybody out there in the online world knows. Uh, email marketing and all that, that that's important to our businesses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I'll, I'll say it. I, I, I feel the need to say it often as we talk about this. Uh, those that are on our email list, they're not just numbers. They're people that out there that we want to serve. And that's why we're passionate about growing these numbers is because those represent people then that we want to serve. And, you know, as I said earlier, your MRO guide and then the MRO video series that you put together as a part of that is phenomenal information. And so I know that you're serving that 150, what'd you say, two, 152? I don't want to short you there. I mean, um, I, I was just going to say 150, but all right, if you got two, 52. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Two, those 152. Don't leave off. Those are two important people. Yeah. Those yeah. are very important. That's people right. To you that you want to serve with everything you got. So, uh, so that's impressive. It, it really is how that, that is growing for you. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just imagining the value you're bringing to them. So that's good stuff. Oh, thanks. And uh, good stuff. Looks like we both uh, have some positive momentum going in our in our businesses. And uh, we got through our, our glitch this week, uh, kind of like Apollo 13. We've had our glitch for this mission. If you're in a... We had a problem. Yep. And we made it through. We made it back to reentry and we're doing okay. So um, what's what's on tap for next week? And you want to close this up? Yeah, sure. So your call to action this week, again, difficult conversations, have them, right? Do them in a timely manner, do them privately, and just be really clear with your team members about that. Uh, but but you've got to have those conversations as a leader. So be sure you do that. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. So we, we made sure early on in this podcast to, to let you know that we're, we weren't covering conflict resolution in this podcast, but we are going to cover it next week. So you want to be listening in to next week's uh, podcast as we talk about conflict resolution. As always, you can find the show notes for this particular episode at leaderpreneurshow.com. Leaderpreneurshow.com. You can find the show notes for this episode and every other episode as well. For all things Stephen and all of his leadership and all of his coaching and all of the resources that he has available out there, you want to go to aerospaceleader.com, aerospaceleader.com, and you'll find links to everything that he's got available for you. And then you can find everything I've got available for you at CredibleLeaders.com. That's CredibleLeaders.com. You'll find all of my information there. And until we talk again next week and talk about conflict resolution from Stephen and I both, be blessed and lead well. Hey, Michael, are you there? Uh, my Everything just blanked out on me. Hang on. I don't know what happened here. Hang on. Stand by. One moment. Oh, hey. Something shut down on me. Yep, I'm, uh, I stood up. I'm just trying to see what happened. Yeah, that's because I opened my laptop. 
something happened to my main power here. Hang on. Well, my uh, my dock dock for whatever reason. Okay, I'm coming back on. Stand by. No, something happened on my uh, power strip. It like it, it like it tripped or something, and but my uh, backup stayed on. Stand by. Just a minute. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you? One moment, please. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Hang on. Can you hear me now? Oh, the sound is horrible. It's what about now? Garbled. I can hear you. Hang is on. It clear? Perfectly. Oh man, it is all kind of scratchiness. Is it? All kind okay. of stuff on my side. I'm still recording, so we didn't lose anything. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Is that better? No, that's the same. I hear you fine. So you can hear me okay? Perfectly. Wow. Perfectly. Um, Just like before, I could hear you. Microphone. I have the right mic. I have the Rodecaster mic. I have the Rodecaster earphones. So all my settings are correct. So let me uh, let me turn mine off and see. Oh. Okay. What do you? Um, why don't you go out of the meeting and come back in? Have you done that? Yeah. yeah. You're in twice now. That's quite interesting. You have a still picture of you, and then there's the live view. Uh, I'm still. I still got the same noise here on this end. I can hear you fine. Really? I mean, it's... Here, you want me to... Um, when we both get quiet, but anytime somebody talks, man, it's really scratchy and sounds like a record player. You're scratching across a record player. Hmm. Well, actually, it's worse when you talk. What about because it's scratchy now? Oh, yeah. I can't even understand what you're saying. Wow. It's All right, let me... Here, you you exit out, I'll exit out, and then let's both go back in. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go all the way out. Yeah. Hey, are you there? How about now? Same thing. Really? It's really, really odd. I hear you fine. Um, surely. Let me see. I have, I have any settings over here on my side that I can. It was working fine before I had my my thing shut down on me. Here, let's go. I wish you could hear this. It's crazy. Here, let's let's I'm gonna let's go into your Zoom. I'm still recording on the roadcaster, so nothing's interrupted. All right. So you want to jump on Zoom? Jump on your your Zoom. 
Okay. Okay. We'll just do the one for the mastermind. Okay. All right. Go in there. All right.